0: Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. kinkus.com, where we ask, What are you into?
1: I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler,
0: BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and Cosmic Sexuality, practitioner of Conscious Kink and Transformational BDSM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Kink is Podcast. We are here getting ready to discuss a very exciting topic, and I'm accompanied by the one, the only real McCoy. Hey, brother, how's it going? Hey Matthias, thank you
1: again. Yeah. This is a uh this is going to be the uh the, the one that's on everybody's mind. It just recently came up in my own relationship, in one of my own DS relationships. So um yeah, let's uh let's jump right in. Yeah, what, think what are we talking about today?
0: Today it is all about DS. And that, what does that stand for? Yes. DS. DS double, double standard. standard. So, what is this <laughs> double standard in DS? Some people will say, well, he does it. Well, she does it. Um, well, they do it. Well, what is that double standard? Why are, you know, certain people within the King community or in the, especially in the DS space, we're, we're specifically looking at Dom sub relationships this episode. So, we're talking about things that Doms can do. Um, especially when it comes to having multiple subs and subs not having multiple doms, but having a single dom. Now there might be you know caveats to those, but we're looking at kind of long-term relationships and we'll go into the dynamics of why it works out one way, but not so much the other way. And that's what this show is about today. So if you're a dom or looking to have multiple subs, this is for you. If you're a sub looking to have yep. a dom or you're trying to push back, guess what? We're going to help you have that conversation so you can have a better understanding of the DS dynamics and the DS double standard. The DS double standard. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's
1: one, one of the reasons why, um, dominant can have multiple submissives and a submissive can only have, um, one Dom basically is because a, a dominant can fulfill the needs of multiple submissives and uh, and multiple submissives can have different they can all have different needs they can all maybe um need different types of training different types of coaching and there's different types of submissives there's 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 pets there's um uh there's service uh, subs uh, there's little yes exactly yeah, yeah yes exactly thank you um you know there's there's multitude of different kinds of submissives and a dominant can adapt and work with and lead all those different types of submissives but a You know, a submissive can't necessarily take direction from multiple dominance, can't take training from multiple dominants. There's always gonna be that that conflict of interest.
0: Yeah. And even if they did, there could be some conflict in that, which just complicates the situation. So to lay lay some framework, you know, in this, just to to have a an idea of this is one, first of all, if you're a dom and you're looking to take on Submissive, so a key point to understand is your own capacity. You know, one of the things that McCoy was saying is that, you know, you have the ability to be able to read what a sub needs and being able to put together protocols and programs or uh, scenes or whatever to really meet that sub. And you're good enough at it and you have enough mastery, enough time, attention, and energy to be able to bring someone on and manage that whole other relationship in a healthy way. So first of all, Adam is going to have to be able to recognize their capacity for that, as well as the emotional needs, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever you know depth you go into with your subs. You're going to have to be able to recognize all that before taking that on. So that's just a little caveat before you just go on taking this. That Adam has to have that in be- mm-hmm. before they can really bring on more for capacity. Know where your capacity is at. You know, if it's like, hey, I'm really overloaded with this one taking on another one might be really challenging or you might have worked a long time with one that was really challenging and now you've balanced things out and you can bring someone else on and expand your capacity has expanded because they've grown you guys have a better relationship so it can fluctuate but for a dom you're taking on the responsibility that's a big thing you're piling on responsibility and with a sub that doesn't really happen so you're not piling on responsibility. Your responsibilities are usually the same throughout when it comes to your ability to communicate, your obedience level. Those different things are all kind of provided for you and guided you through. And the hope is that you would grow and you'd form a better connection. But overall, your responsibilities don't really change. Whereas um, they're constantly changing moment by moment as, mm-hmm. as, you, uh, as you dictate different things.
1: Well, if you work with different um, submissives for sure, but you know, a dominant part of being a dominant means that you can choose to be very rigid and strict in your curriculum or in your space. So you may be, this is, this is who I am. This is, this is the way it is. This is how it works. And the submissive has to kind of adapt to the way the dominant is. But, um, you know, I don't necessarily Uh, fall into that line i like to adapt to the individual i like to bring my my dominance game doesn't change but i will adapt my curriculum to the individual and that's something that a dominant can do where i think a submissive can't necessarily do that they can they can submit and they can surrender to one individual And I think that's just inherent in the identity of being a submissive. And I don't know necessarily because I'm not necessarily identifying as 100% submissive. I think everyone is on the spectrum. I think everyone is submissive uh, to something or someone, but I don't see myself as on the spectrum to be able to identify with why a submissive can only surrender or submit to one individual and it's not gender based let's 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 make that very very clear this is dominant and submissive based has nothing to do with gender roles
0: yeah and you know gender roles might enhance that or you know it, things can be enhanced depending on uh, you know gender things can be enhanced but yeah, dominance and submissive, once again, not particular to any gender. But in, in what you were just saying, I you know, in my own personal experience in this, you know, I've had a sub who, who tried to be able to open things up and say, oh, I want to try and experience this. And me in my curious stages, I was like... Okay, I think it's a terrible idea. You're, this is going to be absolutely awful if you want to explore this. Now, if it doesn't work out, it could be you know really catastrophic. And but I'm willing to do it if this is something you're absolutely passionate about. And lo and behold, they started another relationship. You know, I'm I'm communicating with them to you know what parameters and boundaries work for me. And constantly saw those things kind of on the edge or broken, communication changing, and them getting emotionally overwhelmed to the point where I had to back out because it created just too much work on my emotional level, just trying to recalibrate everything, as well as the new emotions of submission to somebody else. And then, you know, overall, it just, you know, completely failed um, the entire experiment and you know my real learning from that was okay yeah if, if it's going to be a ds relationship it's going to be best to only have one dominant in that situation and that's from experience so, like i put my foot to the fire to say oh you know what yeah let's let's yep. try and be equal let's try but that's not what it's about. It's literally about a power exchange. That's the desired result. Now, if you're going to have a different type of relationship, if you're going to have friends with benefits, you're going to do these. There's so many different ways you can set it up. That might work for you. Right. Just having multiple partners and things like that. But if you're going to be in a deep DS relationship where you're going to be giving guidance, instruction, and you're going to be held to the standards of you know, what we consider a dom, and you can listen to that episode of what we consider a dom or what you consider a sub, then it's going to be very different. So, um, mm-hmm. strongly recommend don't try it. If you value your relationship, if you value your DS relationship, don't try and have multiple doms. You might have a scene with another dom, but that would be under yes. the guidance and permission of your dom. So I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about and that you were mentioning is it's kind of like a, a coach coaching a team, right? You want to, you want to go into that and yeah. with everybody on that? Well, sure. I mean, it's, it's metaphorically speaking and, and
1: strictly metaphorically speaking, don't, don't think if you haven't been on a team, you don't understand the coach team dynamic. It's not a big deal, but metaphorically speaking, you've got a coach and you've got a team. The coach can train the team. He can, he can lead the team. He can direct the team. The the team is always going to be submissive to the coach. That doesn't mean that the, the team doesn't hold power. The team holds tremendous power because they are—they're winning, they're—they're they're successful. They're, but they're successful and they're winning because the coach is leading them and driving them to it. They—they—they—they're—they're they're a symbiotic uh, relationship. One can exist without the other, but the—the the relationship is always going to be submissive. One is going to be submissive to the other, and that's always going to be the team being submissive to the coach. The coach calls the shots. He directs it. He says who's going to play, who's not going to play. And the same thing is is in the sub-dominant relationship, Um, the dominant being the the coach in this this metaphor. Um, He can direct multiple subs, and they can act as a team or they can act as individuals, depending on what the relationships are. You can have sister-sub situations where everybody's acting as a team towards one main goal – Or you can have separate situations. Say you have, in this metaphor, it's a weight training coach, you know, uh, or a uh, a a a physical coach that's trying to get you in shape. You can have multiple uh, subs or multiple people that you're training for the same, to the same type of goal, but they're all working on an individual basis toward the same goal. So those are the, the two metaphors. You might have a, a, an entire team working together. I would I would metaphor that to towards uh, a sister sub situation or an individual situation, like you're a strength training coach and you're training each individual
0: towards the same goal, but on an individual basis. Yeah, that's great. I mean, to piggyback off that, you know, I like to look at a lot of relationships as a, you know as an organization, a corporation or anything like that. And most corporations will have a CEO or somebody who's annually in charge. And depending on where you sit within that organization, you might have a boss and the boss might, your boss might have a boss or a manager or anything up and it can go up the ladder. And, um, and it doesn't matter. Once again, this isn't gender, this is gender neutral. It doesn't matter whatever, uh, gender you are, but it's more of the role that you're playing within the organization. And the dom is usually the CEO. It's the person that has the vision, that has direction to be able to guide, you know, the experience for everybody within that organization. So they might bring on somebody else that might manage you for a little bit or you might be doing different things. But ultimately, that CEO can say, you know what, your manager is fired or, you know, half the team is fired. Um, You know, I'm going to bring you up to management now. I think you can manage. Will you accept that role? you don't have to, you could say no. And that there's, there's levels of consent within that. You can say, you know what? Yes, I I feel that. And it's like, yeah, your skills are there. I feel you can manage. I want to bring on more people to to the organization because I have these other goals and these other visions. And I think you could help me accomplish that. And that, that might be able to work out, but at no point in time, are the managers going to be like, well, you know what, Uh, CEO, we think uh, we should do it this way. And the CEO says, no, I don't want to do it this way. And now. The employee is saying, well, I'm just going to do what my manager says. And the CEO is like, no, you're going to do what I say. They're like, well, my manager said, and it's like, no, you do what I say. This is my company. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, okay. So that's where the two doms is like, yeah, you might have your secondary dom and you're starting to build a lot of loyalty and everything else. But if you don't have that hierarchy of power and control, it just becomes chaotic. It it really is like who holds accountability then if you're not doing something that the CEO wanted and the manager is all about, um, you're doing things to make the manager happy, but it's not meeting what the CEO wants done. You know, one saying you're doing a good job. The other one saying this is terrible, you know, so you want to make sure that you only have one specific boss or, you know, in that, and that's going to give you just a better quality experience. And the big thing for, for subs who are looking for a dom is just really screen and get the right one instead of trying to get multiple, you know, when you get the right dom, they're going to meet your needs for you to be able to express the way that you want to express. And for you to have the experiences you want to have without you having to try and divide your focus and have to take on the responsibility of managing multiple, multiple, multiple relationships, you can actually sit back, relax into your role and deepen into it so you can experience that freedom of letting go of all that responsibility all those different thoughts and being able to be taken on a journey versus you having to actively think through strategically all these things you have to do that's more of a dom <laughs> so you know yeah. stay in your submissive mind if that's the the role that you really want to play and if you're questioning this you know think about what your
1: needs actually are and if you know if they're not being met and express those to the dom You know, if you feel like your needs aren't being met in this DS relationship and that's why you're seeking, uh, say, another dom and you haven't expressed those needs to your dominant, how are they going to meet them? And you're just you're just covertly running around trying to find another dom. That's not that's not being ethical. That's not being that's not being straight up behavior. So have that conversation with your Dom. Then if the Dom can't meet those needs, then, then, you know, maybe there's time, it's time to make a change. Maybe it is time to go and and find another Dom, but that doesn't mean that you have two Doms. That's, that's kind of like cheating. You know, you can't, you can't get direction from, from two separate people. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow it. That that doesn't mean that if I can't meet the needs of my submissive, that I'm not going to bring in help, that I'm not going to call in, you know, my good friend Matthias, who might be better at some techniques that I am at, and I can't meet those needs of my submissive. But I'm going to have a relationship with Matthias where he knows. That I am the dominant in this situation, and he's going to come in and he's going to assist me. So, he, in this situation, metaphorically speaking, he's going to come in as the assistant coach, or he's going to come in as the manager. That doesn't mean that I'm still not the seat, that I'm not the CEO, or I'm not the, the the head coach. I'm bringing him in to help the situation, to help the team win, and he's my trusted advisor. But I'm still the one in charge. I'm still the one that can say, you know what, it's not working out and you're going to thank you very much for your time um, but it didn't work out you know i'm the one in charge until until the submissive decides that i'm no longer in charge and she decides to give that power dynamic to someone else yeah and no. that's where it's that's that's where it's being straight up that's where it's being honest you know, have that conversation if it's not working and you want to do it with somebody else, but don't try to have two at the same time. It just doesn't work out. You're going to get a conflict of interest. You're going to get feelings hurt. You're going to get pushed in a direction that, that neither one of you want to go down. Um, and it just, it just never, never works out to have two dominance.
0: Yeah. And, and you brought up a, a great point is you can bring assistance in and, and a good, um, will, if you're, you know, um, like you're great at tying, you're great at, you know, fire play things that. Uh, you know, don't really touch fire. So if somebody's looking to have that experience, you as the dom can guide your sub into these different experiences. And it doesn't, once again, here's something else psychologically, it doesn't take away from, you, right? It doesn't take away from your ability to lead. You're leading and guiding them into experiences. Once again, having mm-hmm. quality experiences was what we're looking for in the world of kink is, is being able to explore that. So that's something else to psychologically, the more you can bring your sub to different experiences you don't have to incorporate all the tool sets having a community and thus kinkist having a beautiful community of people that you can build relationships with that you can trust that can come in as assistance coach that you know strength and conditioning agility flexibility you know, all the different things you <laughs> want, you know all the different things that you want to develop within your sub you can build a great team of other coaches to put that together but that deeper relationship of dom sub that trust and everything else well that and the responsibility that's very specific that's a really specific thing. and these these relationships often go very very deep if you're going about them the way that we look at them because they're not just um a scene they're much more of a relationship so if somebody's just doming for a scene that's a scene but if you have a ds relationship that's a very different thing and that's what we're talking about and like i said you can go back and, and uh watch that um you don't listen to that episode because there's a lot in there if you're looking at ds dynamics
1: yeah we cover a lot of these bases i mean what are we up to now this is what this is episode 53 53. so we've got 53 episodes so if you if you have any questions about kink about poly dynamics um, about uh, lifestyle as far as swinging lifestyle um, bdsm lifestyle outside of ds dynamics Go ahead and, and take a look. I'm I'm sure we've got it covered. Or if you think we haven't covered it, please please reach out to us at kinkist official and shoot us a question. Um, kinkist official on Instagram uh, would be the best way to reach out to us, or go and, and uh, sign up uh, at kinkist.com
0: and and reach out to us and and uh, give us a question there. Awesome. So for all of you kinky people out there that continue to explore, if you're in the DS space, just remember. DS stands for double standards, so you're going to have double standards (laughs) in that relationship. So before you go off and you think that everything's the same, no, you're signed up for a power dynamic. And uh, appreciate that and explore deeply, but do it safely, consensually, as always. Take care of each other. And until next time, we always encourage you to stay kinky, my friends. Stay kinky, my
1: friends. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to Kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?